Hello everyone and welcome to the Power 9 Podcast. My name is Mick, I'm one of your hosts alongside the Spellboy, Nuno Cunha. Hello everyone, welcome back. Yeah, welcome back from last week. Last week we had two very special guests. We had your girlfriend, Inesh, and we had uh, Karina. Yes. Who is our Hokey Pokey Knight girlfriend. Correct. Yeah. And they were here talking about relationship problems. I mean, uh, <laughs> uh, no, yeah, they were. It was an interesting episode. I I feel like you should go back and pretty popular one. It seems. Yeah, a lot of people have uh, left us comments and saying like, yeah, you know, a long time. I want to. I wanted to write a thing about uh, MTG and relationships and stuff like that. Like, yeah. So it's good to see that at least at least we're like you know. We're uh, doing you a favor. Well, yeah, and people are like they're reacting to our uh, to our content. Yeah, like, exactly. Yeah, like instead it's, of just, it's nice. It's nice to see some feedback instead of just spamming uh, Viagra uh, <laughs> ads and uh, what's that SEO search engine optimization. Yeah, right, right. right. Janice, we do not need search engine optimization. Well, okay, Janice, come on, get with the program. Okay, so um, if you didn't know, this is the Power 9 Podcast. Every week, myself and Nuno, we come to my house to record a show. And we talk about the cards that make us a little crazy in our love-hate relationship with Magic the Gathering. Not sure if you heard about the game. I don't know. Uh, We release an episode every Sunday. Uh, and you can find it on power9podcast.com you can find it on mtgcast.com uh, you can find it on Stitcher on iTunes we're not on SoundCloud because reasons uh, seems reasonable yeah you can go to facebook.com slash power9podcast uh, and drop a message there you can find us on Twitter at power9podcast uh, and What's the other one? Email. Oh, yeah, yeah. You can email us any suggestions, feedback. Uh, please do not email us naked pictures of yourself. Although now, since you're listening, you probably will. So we'll put a filter up. Uh, it's or Power will N- we? Oh. Mm. Uh, <laughs> it's called power9podcast at gmail.com. So on with this week's episode. This week, we are going to go through some of the spoilers. Uh, we're going to go through our checklist, uh, which we had... Uh, done in December last year. In fact, yeah, yeah um, I can't remember. It was one of the Pro Tours and they announced Modern Masters and we well, came up with a list. It was during No, PAX. it was... Uh, it was during... No, not PAX. Um, Tarmogoyf was... Uh, well, sorry, not Tarmogoyf. Uh, PAX no, no, was no, this you're year. correct. Uh, Emrakul and Worlds, Champion Worlds. We were, were released Worlds, yeah. during Worlds. Correct. Yeah, okay. So at Worlds, we made, a, we made a small list of things that we might want to see during... Um, uh, what you call it Modern Masters, Modern Masters 2015. 2015 edition and uh, and then we'll talk about uh, something that has been bothering at least myself uh, which is how to manage your card collection uh, so stay tuned for that so let's get on with uh, I guess this is the news because it's spoilers yeah so spoilers even though it's by definition season. Not news. Yeah, it's not news. It's kind of old. Yeah, all reprints. They are absolutely all reprints. I would be really surprised if suddenly you find a brand new card in here that does like some crazy bonker. Even though there was that, that cool joke with Magma. Which one? What was? Like Magma. 
What was the card? Oh, Meg Mall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> earlier this week, uh, <laughs> after like like a bunch of crazy expensive mythics got spoiled on uh, Mythic Spoiler, like some uh, there was a website that released a spoiler. Like, oh, we have an exclusive spoiler. It's Magma. Magma. Like, and people what? Were like, what the hell is this card? It was in Rise of Eldrazi. <laughs> it was like a friend of ours that plays exclusively exclusively Monterey was like, oh man, everyone's gonna be so disappointed. They're gonna pay 10, 10 USDs and they're gonna open this crap. And yeah. it's like, I think it's a sign when, like, there's a red card that I don't know about, and it gets spoiled in Mother Masters. <laughs> and you just go like, yeah. And then uh, there was a, an official statement from Wizards of the Coast saying, like, That's, we appreciate the joke, but it, it will be, it will not be printed in yeah, Mother it's Masters. It's not April first anymore. Although you do have this guy called Andrix uh, Master Breeder. Do you do you read a cardboard crack? Yeah, yeah, yeah like they were going like, "Oh, Max Opal Cryptic Command, so much value." What did you open? Endrick Saw Master Breeder. Question like there are a few cards that you will be well, I wouldn't say disappointed, but just not very excited to open, especially with the uh, the, the high price tag that these packs will carry. Like yeah. Mirren Crusader was spoiled earlier this week. Uh, they're they're definitely like Profane Command isn't isn't a money card. Oh yeah. No, there are, there are some rares that like Indomitable Archangel. There are some rares that you don't really want to Okay, so yeah, there are some rares that you want the, to uh, open yeah. because you want to win the draft or you want to win the sealed. Like Andrixa, like Andrixa uh you know topped off with like Profane Command is just insane because Obviously, you can produce yeah. yeah, you can produce like a uh, from the the from just from the point of view that people would be buying these displays or these cases to uh, to, to to get the cards for their modern decks and stuff. Like obviously, there are some cards that you will be disappointed to open, like Hercules Recall and stuff. <laughs> but like, I I think we're definitely seeing like everyone is a little bit skeptical with the, the price tag that these packs were carrying. Even uh, though like, I don't think so. Like I, I think everyone was um, disappointed to see an increase in three dollars, like on MSRP. Oh yeah, for uh, sure. Even though people were like. They were saying, oh, before, like, with the, the previous one, it was seven USDs, yeah, like, seven dollars, but no one was selling them at that price because, like, the cards in there were too good. And so, just the LGSs were bumping up the prices. Yeah. And people were justifying it in, by saying that, oh, this time they're, the, the, the stars won't have as big they won't a margin. They not much leeway to, yeah, exactly. to push it. Yeah. Uh, but then we see Wizards just pushing the power level in this set just every card that people were looking to get is in Super here right value man that like is... we have obviously we had okay so, so let's go through yeah so let's go through spoiled initially should we do the checklist yeah yeah let's do the checklist okay, okay so let's go from the top to bottom we're, we're reading off mythic spoiler right here do you want to uh, do, do our checklist and see if we, okay. we hit all right, so we'll, we'll go off our checklist, uh, which you can find at power9podcast.com. This was one of our first few posts. Uh, all right, so from the top of our checklist, Tamagoyf, it's in here. Check. Oh, this is one of the earliest spoilers. Like, yeah, there this is, is really like, no you, other you're solution, gonna get, right? Yeah, you're going to get another Tamagoyf. Yeah. Uh, There's we no way around it. You have to reprint it until... Uh, it's exactly the same art. Uh, just As Modern Masters yeah. 1, yes. So, so, which means the the copies that will hold the most value will be future sight copies, especially foil, because they have foil future sight copies. copies because especially because of the uh, 
the, the future side border that we oh yeah of course do. Man, as far as we really know we are good. never seeing gonna see again so. we are ne- <laughs> we're probably never gonna see because they've how how far in the future would you have to go to get that border because we are at the third iteration of that border well the There's future the side border is was meant specifically for the cards uh, from future sight which were cards that Wizards said would be pr- printed eventually, uh, eventually Somewhere. in standard legal sets. Yeah, right. We saw, uh, actually recently, we saw an announcement from Wizards saying, oh, we're going to print a future shifted card. Do you rem- remember that? Uh, this was yeah, in yeah, Theros. I remember that. That was in Theros. What yeah. was it? I forget. It was Nessian Carcer. Oh, good. There was full art in Future Sight. <laughs> remember that? It was just a 3 3 for 3. Surprise! But yeah. But there are, there are, Quite a few cards that we are still waiting to see in standard. Man, that's a ton of cards we're waiting to see. In yeah, standard. a lot. Of, like Goodness. most of them, really, right? <laughs> really, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, so it turned out like the cards were in in uh, future side were quite powerful. Okay, so uh, next one is Dark Confidant. Yeah, he's fallen a little bit out of out of favor, but uh, like Bob Meyer, it's a powerful effect. It's still played in Legacy and. Still, it's sometimes still in good. Yeah, it's, I, it's still a know. good card. It's just fallen out of favor uh, because uh, because the meta game's like yeah exactly. Not, but it's still a modern all star. Like that, it still has its value for sure. Exactly. Definitely. Like, there is no reason value. to not as to not reprint it, right? Even yeah, though it's fallen course. out of favor, like if it comes back, it's going to be expensive. So good on them to. And this is a limited. This is a limited bomb. Like oh yeah, definitely. Full stop. Like you're gonna you're gonna get so much value out of just having a. You know, turn two, turn two. You drop this guy. Turn three, you're drawing extra cards. Yeah, even though it's clearly not as good in limited as it is in constructed, mm. because your mana curve won't be built around it, right? Yeah, of course. Uh, okay, so we got Vendilion Click again. Also spoiled very early. Huge staple. Very, very early. Yeah, huge staple. Like auto include. You have to reprint this. Yeah. Do you see the? Uh, we did talk about the art. We didn't realize that. Uh, one of them's holding up a selfie stick. Yeah, no, 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 no. Yeah. The uh, <laughs> it's it's the staff that one of the the ones in the old art also has. It's a selfie a, uh, stick. Yeah, right. Now, now a lot of people are saying the... a lot of people are saying they prefer the old art. I, like I the think this art. art is really cool because it's so colorful. Uh, I still think the judge foil has like it's just the so judge elegant. foil. Yeah, there's there's the trinity of them, and I do like the new art. Like the new art is. Uh, I'm excited to the see color, a foil yeah. version of the yes, new Yes, exactly. Uh, okay, so we got Elishnon, Grand Cenobite. Uh, yeah, so it's it just came out. It's an today. expensive it's card. It's uh, an all-star in the gift decks with a uh, alongside in burial rights. Yeah, played in Cube Legacy. Well, not so much in Legacy. Uh, sorry, uh, but in uh, EDH. I EDH, mean. yeah, it's in Commander. Commander, everyone wants this. Uh, everybody wants this in foil. Uh, we also we also predicted the other four. The complete, uh, uh, yeah. So we thought set, that yeah. we'd see the full Praetor set because we saw the full uh, dragon Kamigawa dragons set in uh, <laughs> Modern Masters one. But Man, it's, as it turns wrong. out, Wizards does listen to their customers because everyone was so upset with that, and this time they just got rid of the cycles. They don't care. Uh, they're just gonna give us the cards we need for our decks, exactly. which is good on them, right? Yeah, I mean, like that's that's great. Like you can, you know, you should be breaking up all the 
uh, I, I won't say you should be breaking up the cycles, but you should be giving what your customers want. And, Correct. you know, people just want these cards. People just want, you know, um, uh, Elash non. Some people want Shodred, but Shodred, you want it for EDH. So maybe they'll print, reprint it in Commander. Who it's knows? not too expensive, right? Yeah, and it's not too expensive. It's not too hard to find yet. Uh, okay, so going down the list, we also have Limvala, Keeper of Silence. Yeah, as far Iona. as we know, yeah, as far as we know, we missed out, we missed on Limvala. So damn. Earlier this year, they announced the From the Vault Angels, right? <laughs> yeah, that's and true. so it was always going to be uh, out of the three big expensive angels, Avacyn, Iona, and Linvala. We were all, I think, we were always going to see one of the angels in here and the other two in the From the Vault, just not as to not make the From the Vault too expensive. Yeah, but otherwise they'll be harder that way. But the from the vault uh, has um, what's the name? Um, it will definitely have Avacyn. Yeah, it has Avacyn, and um, it, it it would have the other angel, the other out of these two. I I don't know. Maybe Limvala hasn't been spoiled yet. Who knows? Maybe. You know? Maybe. I, I, but these two are from the same set. That's the problem, right? right? I wouldn't. And I wouldn't think that set. they'd reprint. Uh, so out of the three expensive angels that C play. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't. I would think that they'd reprint two in From the Vault and one in Modern Masters. That would make the most sense to me. Yeah. Like okay. d- so, just out of you know, for distributing the uh, the value of the angels, uh, yeah. not to have them like all in the From the Vault because that way they'd be harder to weigh. Yes, but exactly. Not as to have like too little value. Like if you only have one of the uh, highly sought after angels in there, people wouldn't buy it. Worth, yeah, it's not going to be. Yeah, worth so it makes anything. sense that it'd have a two-one split. Um, mm-hmm. However, what doesn't make sense to me is that they would choose to put Iona in here instead of Linvala. No, but Iona, that's the thing. Like Iona does play in the Lin- gifts I'm Iona me. is a sideboard card in a fringe modern deck. It is a legacy all-star mm-hmm. in Reanimator. Yeah, that's uh, true. It is a, an EDH, uh, let's... It's an EDH boogeyman. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't say all star. It's just an EDH boogeyman. No, like, it's so annoying. Everyone it's hates this so card. So annoying. But yeah, like I guess uh, it makes sense that they put Ioni in here. I mean, I would definitely prefer to see Linvala, especially in a set that is going to have Kiki Jiki and Splinter Twin. Yeah, I prefer. Here's the thing: I prefer Linvala in the set because, uh, yeah, it it just costs less for sure. That's that's yeah. It's easier thing. to cast, but uh, yeah. I just you're think not Linvala gonna, you know, would you're make... not gonna you're not gonna hit like nine mana just to cast a seven seven angel. Like this is ridiculous. yeah, but that's fine. Like the mythics are never designed. Like in some of the mythic slots are not designed. Like you had entered the infinite and in, in limited, and that was utterly useless. Right? And nobody played with it. Yeah, but exactly. But, but you still have. You always have. You always have some slots that are useless in draft. That's standard. Like what I'm saying is there are stuff. there's bearer of the worlds. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, there are what, so many mana, reasons to build like, in Val in here though because it's out of the three angels, it's the one that gets played the most in modern. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also, yeah, yeah, they sure. chose to put. Kiki Jiki and Splinter Twin in this set, yeah, and it would make sense so to pull in Valent just to host that deck. Yeah, like no, but uh, it's thing, a rare like, and a mythic effect being hosed by another rare. Like this is a common host occurrence by a mythic. Lim oh, Valen right, a mythic. mythic yeah. But it doesn't matter. Like, uh, I think it would be a much better fit to have Linvala for mm-hmm. castability purposes, for limited purposes, as to host the unfair strategies of uh, even like Martyr Pod. Uh, 
yeah, can okay, have yeah, some yeah. crazy applications in in this uh, set. So, oh man, Motapod and uh, Andrixa. Oh, right. so good. Uh, okay, so the next one we have uh, another mythic Tezzeret, Agent of Bolas. Yeah, we man. missed on the Tezzeret. I don't understand. Yeah, me neither. Uh, Tezzeret the Seeker was was the actual spoiler. And yeah, it why? has a it has a dual dex printing, right? I'm not. Uh, I must. Tezzer- I'm yeah, not yeah, mistaken Tezzeret here. Versus, um, is it? What's his name? Isn't it uh, Tibalt? No, that's sorry. No, no, no. That's sorry, and Tibalt. Tezzeret and oh man, I it wasn't Nicol Bolas, right? Uh, let's go Google it. Tezzeret versus, versus Elspeth. Right. Yeah. Why? 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 I don't why, know. Why? Why? why I don't why, know. Why? The uh, the alternate art is sweet enough, I think. No, I like. I here's the thing: like Tezzeret versus in Tezzeret versus Elspeth, I like the you know. I this like is the, the alternate same. Art. This is, it's, I think, the same art as the the dual deck, right? Yeah, yeah. This is the same art as the dual deck. I yeah. I love this. Yeah, art I think this and, is like, a much this better. Foil art. Will be so really good. one thing that made people, I don't know. Some people are still saying that you will you will see also see the uh, the other Tezzeret, even though like now we oh, know yeah, because I all the mythics so. have been spoiled. Yeah, exactly. But uh, so earlier this week they released two new avatars for players in M- and Mo- on Modo. Oh, on Magic well, well, Online, they were Dark Confident. Oh yeah, yeah. which was what, oh man, the art for that one. Yeah, it's right. Really sick. I love and it. And people were like, "Oh, sweet, Dark Confident is going to be in here, and maybe they'll have new art." Turns out it was just the art for the avatar, oh, yeah, yeah. but the other avatar was the ancient of Bolas. Yeah. So why would you? I don't know. It's just hugely misleading. No, unless somebody like totally spoiled this all wrong, like he just put their Tezzeret and then like, mm, sure. I don't know. It's weird. It's weird. Anyway, just I guess we'll have to wait and see. But it makes well, agent of Bolas is so much more oppressive and limited, but. No, but but because that's the he thing. Made... The power level of modern is supposed to be extreme. Yeah, yeah. right, right. But it's like to, Agent of Bolas in a in a format where you have Metalcraft <laughs> might be a little bit too strong. Yeah, but so it is a mythic. But it's not a lot of Metalcraft. It's a it's a highly sought after Planeswalker. Like this, yeah. It, this actually sees play in Legacy. So this sees play. In, this sees play in sees play in almost all formats. Uh, it doesn't see play in modern anymore. I don't think. No, uh, the deck exists, but it's not good. Yeah, the, yeah, it's a fringe deck. Uh, next one, next up is Mox Opal. Yes, we <laughs> good. Yeah, it's there. Same art, same you know. Uh, good. So that about we time, get about time we slight. see a reprint of this card is getting silly expensive yeah but it's not gonna get any cheaper <laughs> i will get cheaper yeah by about what one no 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 it will, it will get cheaper like all of the cards will get cheaper we hope uh emraku first yeah, spoiler Emraku-ya, like first spoiler, this. yep kozilek ulamok done, done for sure uh khan liberated yeah this Hits one as well yeah this this place in tron Tron is now yeah. This was too expensive. Like Karn Liberated was, it's sees playing like everyone wants it for Cube, for EDH, for Modern. They want it for everything. Yeah, Khan is just Khan is even though it lost a little bit of its spotlight because of Ugin. Yeah, no, but but not in Modern. In Modern, Karn is still Khan is Khan is still number one because because it's seven mana. Yeah, exactly. And Tron produces exactly seven mana. <laughs> so. uh, Goblin Guy. Yep. Yep. 
Uh, it, like, there's no way. Like, mono red is meant to be the uh, easy access for players into modern. Exactly. Like for all formats, right? If you want to go cheap, you you go mono red. But that's so weird. Like, mono. Here's the thing. Like, burn decks, mono red. Uh, is supposed to be the entry point, but it's really hard to play. Like, people don't realize like how difficult it is to play a burn deck. I think it has a a lot of matchups where you don't ha you don't have to think that much. Yeah, so you it, get some... it gives it gives like a new player more luck based. It's I more think, luck based. Yeah, I think for a new player, you have this is the deck where you have the most chance of winning without being very good. Mm, okay. If you come in with like a deck you've never played before, I think this is the deck that gives you the most likelihood of coming out on top. Yeah, and I guess at the same time, it is like amongst a pool of good players. It's the this hardest is the deck, deck off. that is the hardest one to win with. Yeah, exactly. Like anyway, even though it, like recently we've seen some serious improvement to this deck, Monastery Swift Spear and Idol of the Great Revel are two huge bombs. Attacker's command. Somebody, <laughs> somebody use that. Uh, okay, we have Nopo Hierarch. Yeah, is we got that one. Already? Yes. Oh, okay. Good uh, because it was so expensive. Yeah, but man, I just I, I here's the thing, like I want it just for you know, just for EDH. I just want my playset. It's just crazy expensive. Like all of the cards I'm gonna get from Mother Masters, like this is the time. I'm gonna complete my playsets, done. I'm gonna be done with like all my modern cards. Oh <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, like the only cards I'm disappointed to not see her here are the uh the manlands. Yeah. But there's still the, yeah. there's yeah, still there's time. still so much. There's still so much to be spoiled. Uh, Splinter Twin also came out. Yeah, Splinter Twin is at a rare now. Yeah, it will be a rare. It will still be a rare. Here, he, he, uh, do we do we talk about Kiki Jiki yet? No. Well, we talked about it, but we didn't think Kiki Jiki will come out though. Uh, okay, so here's the thing: like Kiki Jiki is a mythic, and Splinter Twin is a rare. Right. I think it should be the other way around. If you're gonna have, you know, disagree based on the fact that Splinter Twin was printed as a rare in a set that already had Mythics, and so it would be a rarity change. Whereas Kiki Jiki was printed initially as a rare in a set that didn't have Mythics, and then when it was reprinted, it was reprinted as a Mythic. Yeah, but so there is no reason to change the rarity on on Kiki Jiki. I would see, I could see that you would. Is Kiki Jiki more powerful? Is Kiki Jiki more powerful than Splinter Twin? Here's the thing. Probably. Why? It's it's so much harder to cast. It's three red. You know, at five okay. mana, it's harder to cast. So sure, you get a body. if you have a removal spell, uh, Kiki Jiki still goes off. Kiki Jiki right? still gives you one activation. Yeah, correct. Uh, where so, if you have a removal spell and you want to stop the combo with Kiki Jiki. Like, you have to wait for them to activate Kiki Jiki once and respond to that activation. Yeah. Whereas with Splinter Twin, you just respond to the Splinter Twin itself. Mm -hmm. So it's it's harder to get value off uh, Splinter Twin than it is off Kiki Jiki. Even though the uh, answers for Kiki Jiki will probably be more plentiful than for... Uh, yeah, exactly. So Yeah, but thing, you like get instant value off Kiki Jiki. You can okay, so you at least get one. If it's not a counter spell, you at least get like one right. trigger. But it doesn't, you know, it doesn't justify that because 
people are going to tap out on turn three, but not like, realize it. Kiki Jiki, like creatures are, you can protect creatures. You you cannot protect auras except with counter spells. Uh, so yeah, okay, so I I I'm okay with Splinter Twin being a rare. I don't know. I, I just don't think it makes any sense because you're going to see a lot of Deceiver Exarchs. You're going to see a lot. Of, I mean, they haven't, they haven't spoiled it yet. It no, yeah, it will be in the like, set. And if it, even if it isn't, you have Drifter, which is strong enough. Um, yeah, exactly. And, you know, you can just... It's a powerful effect. I don't think it is that busted. Like, I it's just know. a rare. I, I just like, think it's I, a mana I've cost. seen rares that take over the game way faster than Splinter Twin. Obviously if you like if you tap out Yeah, if they have trouble if, like, if they have a Deceiver Exarch or a Pestermite and you tap out and they have Splinter Twin, like fair enough. They have a rare, they assemble the modern combo. Man, but that's at turn that's at turn you know, that's at turn three and you just well, suddenly far, yeah. just get blown out because oh damn I forgot about it. Is it a thing. blowout though? It's just like, you know, they have a strong card. It's the same Deceiver as exact. it's okay, the same so as like playing against like every set has like these rares that you just can't stop, right? No, but this is like this you, is have a game ender, you have Citadel. This is a game ender on turn four. Yeah, what about Citadel Siege? It's a, as much as of a game ender. It's not a game ender. You deal with the threat. Yeah, you have to kill kill all the creatures. You do kill all the creatures. Well, fine. It's the same with Splinter oh, Twin. Man. You just have to kill one creature. <sighs> Man, that's so unfair. I, I I just feel it's very unfair because yeah, it is like, unfair. It's, but it's a modern it's it's modern masters like you know you push yeah, you okay. push the power level. Okay, moving on. Uh, we also predicted Birding Pot will be reprinted, but uh, well, we haven't seen all the spoilers. <laughs> yeah, no, Birding sure. Pot got hit by the ban hammer. Wah, wah, gone wah. for the time being. Uh, so yeah, no Birding Pot. Revelock. Uh, well, we haven't seen all the spoilers. We hope Revelock's gonna get reprinted. It was printed I in Modern Masters. Don't, I don't think, think so it will anymore, be here. Yeah. I don't think it will be here. I don't think so I anymore. I don't think why I predicted it. In the Although first Splinter place. Twin, Splinter Twin, and Revelock will be. I do really know. Awesome. I do know why I predicted Revelock. Uh, it was because at the time, Birthing Pod, the Birthing Pod deck was getting really oh, expensive. Yeah, okay. um, but yeah, Revelock is no longer an issue, and it's back to being an exp- uh, like a cheap rare. So, damn. Damn. This next one is an exciting reprint. Spell Sky. There goes I, the value on my playset. I sold my copies a while ago before they were ex- as expensive as they got. Um, I sold them well before the peak, but it was okay because I, well, I didn't sell them. I traded into like Snapcasters and stuff, so I guess I still got my value. Wow, really? Um, but yeah, I'm glad to see the reprint because I I do need my copies so. Spellsky, yeah, Spellsky is powerful plays card in so as it many turns decks, out. Yeah. In fact, Spellsky plays in practically every deck sideboard. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. These days, yeah. Uh next one up is Edge Champion. I love the new art. Yes, the new art is I love really it. cool. It's so nice. It's um, It's the flagship card of the set, right? Yeah, so. yeah. It's the box, it's the cover art. Uh yeah, I mean that's as champion, core spirit dancer. Well, as far as we know, we missed on this. Even though not all the spoilers are out. Even though daybreak coronet, daybreak coronet is in here, so this that might, might be, be a, a reason thing. why this might be in here. Yeah, exactly, this might be a thing. Definitely glad to see daybreak coronet though. Even though I hate the deck, like it's good to see that 
there yeah, like thinking that aura about, yeah. will no longer be as expensive as it was yeah like auras is also meant to be uh, an e like a easy way to get into the format it's not a very expensive deck like it's not very hard to play it's again it's again a very like straightforward very linear yeah. it's a very um, linear strategy deck, yeah. that's for sure just just the same as burn yeah uh Black Ghast. Uh, uh, this might come out in Battle of Zendikar. Yeah, correct. Battle for Zendikar, At the time so when we predicted, uh, we didn't know Battle for Zendikar. We didn't exactly. know the name for the next set. So, so this one and the next oh. one, I think, will both come out in. So the next spoiler we predicted was Scape Shift. Scape Shift, y'all. So I, I predicted these two will just be in Battle for Zendikar, Please. and we'll see Landfall coming back, along with the uh, the five fetches that we're missing. Yeah. Uh, damnation. <laughs> well, we put damnation here because basically it is like it was bound to be reprinted somewhere, right? Yeah, you have like to. You everyone have to have needs this card. Uh, as it turns out, damnation is going to be a judge, judge foil. foil. Yep. So yeah. I'm not sure that is enough, though. No, but people are people do want the damnation to be reprinted because it's just okay. So yeah, it's exactly. Expensive and people it's expensive, it. and I don't think the judge file will be enough to control the price. Like, no, it won't. That's that's the problem. So this is either gonna get too expensive, or we better see a wrath in this set. Yeah, we haven't seen any wraths at all. No, um, Comet Storm is the closest thing we've seen to a wrath. Yeah. Oh, sorry, Wildfire. Uh yeah okay so wait red has both the the bot sweepers right now yeah that's stupid yeah <laughs> uh okay next one is what do you mean stupid it's the oh, well known ridiculous. mechanic in red in that's red ridiculous <laughs> yeah uh leyline of sanctity this was a uh, I think a bold um spoiler in our uh, I was talking to Mick about this uh before the podcast um we predicted the leyline to come out. By on itself. its own, yeah, yeah. So, so breaking was... the cycle, and as it turns out, as far as we know, this is exactly what's happening. We're getting the yeah. leyline by itself, which is good because all the others suck. Yeah, man. I here's the thing. I like leyline of anticipation. I definitely like leyline. Oh, the of blue one. Yeah, the that blue is one, cool. The blue one's really cool. I don't think that's a limit. Like, that's not going to help it, you in limited. It's not expensive, or it's not expensive for sure. Good in limited, not... so. Yeah. Well, it's not bad in limited. All the I guess. others aren't aren't good either. So yeah. Uh, Awakening zone. I well, think we will definitely still see this. Here's the thing: like, where does it play? I don't. You know, I mortar pod. Mm. Also, Eldrazi's. Yeah. Okay. Mm. We've seen Ayovugin and uh, what's the other one? The land. Uh, Eldrazi Temple. Yeah. So yeah. those two, and we've seen uh, quite a few creatures that make Eldrazi spawns. So I think Awakening Zone is it's just a matter of time before we see it spoiled. Uh, okay. So the next one also we talked about Eye of Ugin. If, like it dropped from Mythic to Rare. Correct. And Eldrazi Temple dropped from Rare to Uncommon. Uh, we now know of only four Eldrazi's that are being reprinted. Three mythics uh, and one uncommon. Artisan of Kozilek is fantastic. Yeah, that 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 guy is gonna do work. So here's the thing: like you're gonna see, you're definitely gonna see Ulamak's Crusher. <laughs> man, I Crusher know, is man. so good. Uh, like, do they really want to make Puff it? Razor, Crusher. Do they really want to make it in an archetype, though? Yes. Yes, please. So yes. I. I think if they make like obviously you can you can just play um, you have nest invader yeah so you can play you can play metalcraft 
Uh-huh. So you, you can play Metalcraft. Uh, but there aren't a lot of Metalcraft. There are a oh, few. There, like, are, there yeah. are a few, yeah. Okay. Yeah, Dispatch and stuff. Like there will be an archetype, which is artifacts. Uh, and this time it will be based around uh, Metalcraft instead of Affinity. Mm-hmm. There's going to be a token. There's going to be a yeah, token and because I we've think got Bitter Blossom. A very powerful, a very powerful uh, archetype will be uh, either white, either, either mono white or white green uh, artifacts. Where you play for the metalcraft early on, mm-hmm. and then they will they will reprint the Tron pieces. Oh, uh, okay. And then you can okay. build up to. You will build up to Aldrazi's. The Do you problem, think they reprint the Tron pieces? Yeah. Maybe? So initially I did, but yeah. now that I'm seeing Ayavugan, uh, that uh, uh, Eldrazi Temple, Eldrazi Temple, and no, also we so. know of the Karulans. Uh yeah, the Karul the, the, the bounce lens the from bounce lens, original yeah. Ravnica are in here as well, and Blink Moth Nexus. Mm-hmm. So, for me, okay, the Blink Moth Nexus definitely triggers off the Metalcraft. Yeah, but the, sure. the so the problem, my problem is that I think that's one too many like non basic lens. So I think three more would be quite tough. Yeah. So I don't think we'll see the modern the the the, the Tron, Tron pieces in the end. No, here's the thing, like. Green. Okay, so I can see. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna jump ahead a bit. We got like Scion of the Wild at common. We've got Kozilex Predator at common. These used to be Scion oh, yeah, of the there, Wild. Used there's to be definitely rare. gonna be a green green black tokens deck. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, That's yeah, yeah. so fun. Uh, green black tokens, and the tokens are just gonna be you know it, it might it might appear. Uh, what's that? Um, Awakening Zone Yeah Awakening Zone Might be there Because oh, yeah, like, definitely, it's going to produce 100%. It's going to just You know Pump out tokens I think so um, Yeah And I'm pretty sure We're going to see uh, Who's that There's one creature Where you can sacrifice Four Eldrazi Spawn tokens To cast it uh, Is it it that betrays No That's uh, a big one That reanimates uh man, that uh, is also man, I can't uh, remember rare or something. Yeah, that's a rare. Anyway, we're gonna see. We're definitely gonna see like other Eldrazi. We're yeah. gonna see Eldrazi at rare. I don't think we're gonna, gonna see, see too many Eldrazi's though. Oh please, 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 please. Well, fine. <laughs> They're so big. Yeah, the next spoiler. Well, step links. Step links again. I think <laughs> will be in Battle for Zendikar. Yeah, or at least some version of step links. Probably. Yeah. The uh, the thing is, we're revisiting Zendika, and this is right, a right. few. This like, like a reincarnation or like a a morphed up, like a beefed up version of Steplings and plated GOP probably. Right. Uh, while Nakato still uh, it's going to get remains to be seen. Like and a lot a lot of the uncommons and commons are still. Could uh, a- even mind sensor? Ma- even mind sensor, please, has to be in here. Do we have Shriek more yet? Nope. Okay, so Inquisition hasn't been either hasn't been spoiled. Cranial plating has been spoiled. Okay, so cranial plating still holding the. Uh, okay, so it's bumped up from common to uncommon. Uh, ancient stirring, Sylvan crying. Okay, so the rest will go through. Reman, Reman has been spoiled. Uh, Reman has been spoiled. This member, this member was actually a pretty big deal. Like this member and spell sky confirmed that we're gonna have Phyrexian mana in here. Oh yeah. So that opens good. up the doors to Gitaxian pros Pro. with foils and all that. Apostles blessing. There goes all the, growth. That goes all the value for like all the commons that I have. Commons yeah. and commons. Ah. Uh, I actually, I yeah, you know, I sold out earlier this week out of like all the commons and uncommons that I had for for modern. 
Yeah, but at that point of time, like you didn't even know if you know. Yeah, I sold just before the commons and uncommons started being spoiled, <laughs> so I was ahead of the curve a little bit. Oh yeah. Uh, okay, so what we did not predict. Okay, so we're going to go through some things that we didn't predict at the rare. We'll just go through at the rare uh, spot. Uh, all is dust. Okay, this is I the want. sweeper at the moment. Yeah, right? I want. I want. Uh, all is dust. Um, surgical extraction. Meh. Mm. Uh, Comet storm. Surgical extraction. Actually, yeah, it's got the Phyrexian mana. We're probably gonna. We're probably gonna see more of that. Uh, Comet Storm, I like this card a lot. Um, I like the limited bomb, right? Yeah, it's a super limited bomb. Primeval Titan, limited bomb, and uh, combo piece, <laughs> combo piece all star. Just bomb. Um, mirror Entity. Oh man, Mirror Entity is this green, black, and then you splash man, white for Mirror Entity. Mirror Entity is so good. Dirty and limited. Yeah, it's it just messes up combat math like crazy. Oh. I, uh, I had this in a Q draft and it's just the most insane card. Yeah, it's really good, man. It's like the greatest menacing ever. <laughs> uh Necro Necro Kid Necro Skitter. Necro Skitter. And this the This one's interesting. Uh, it's another card you don't want to open in your pack. No, you do want to open. Like this is crazy good. Oh uh, unlimited, yeah. Yeah, in limited this is crazy good. But you know, you want to open this as one of your finishers and then you want to open some value. Maybe the foil goif in that same pack. Uh, Kiki Jiki is now up at um, uh, Mythic. All Suns Dawn, uh, which I honestly, I did not know this card at all. Uh, this was from the original Mirrodin, right? I didn't know this because... Where does it play? I don't my, see. Uh, someone played this against me in Mental Magic. Oh my goodness. Uh... Interesting. It's mega card advantage <laughs> in Mental Magic, by the way. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, you can get. You basically can take back like all. You draw five cards. cards. Yeah, yeah, you draw five cards from the graveyard. Uh, Mal Drifter, Dread. Uh, no, okay. We we were only going to talk about um rest. Like relevant cards. Uh, Wildfire, another board sweeper. I like this card. Um. Indomitable Angel. Hmm, interesting. Yeah, the Metalcraft, like the white Metalcraft in this is... It gets pretty hexproof. Powerful. Oh, yeah, artifacts no, you control. All artifacts get shrouded. Shroud. Oh, thank you. So good. Uh, well, at 4 mana, 4, 4. This is another 4, 4, 4, 4, 4, 4, 4, 4. Yeah. Uh, and flying too. So really good value. And if you got Metalcraft, like it's, you know, it's hard to turn off. Um... Where else? Daybreak Bit- Coronet and then Daybreak Hercules Coronet. Recall, like the huge hoser for the uh, the artifact decks. Yeah, I just beware. Like, I think it's unfair that this card is in the set. Th- this is really funny if you pull this off and then you know your opponent like, oh, I'm gonna swing you for like infinite damage. Nope, no, no you don't. Uh, man, that's so bad. And like at two mana, like you just. <sighs> Anyway, uh, Bitter Blossom is also in the set. Um, it's now bumped up to Mythic. I don't... Yeah, you know, because... Nobody's playing... Yeah, nobody's... Well, it's fair enough that they're reprinting this, though, because... This should be a... It should be a common... Uh, not a common. A it rare? It should be a rare, yeah. No, because this card is oh. insane. I know it's insane, but you have... Like, this the, This card is, like, actually unbe- unbeatable in, in Limited, though. Here's the though. thing. You have Splinter Twin... No, no, no. Un- yeah, no, no. Like... Have okay, you ever played against Bitter Blossom? No, I turn to Bitter Blossom. Bitter, turn to Bitter Blossom. You will not beat in limited. 
Okay, that's that's probably true. Hmm. Like it's bad enough in cube. <laughs> uh, like it is insane. You're gonna okay. Even uh, though sometimes you get bitter blossom locked, where the guy like you're just chump blocking with your fairies. Oh yeah, and, and you're still losing guy, your life. Yeah, the first guy who who casts the first bitter blossom is like going to die, right? Well, no. The, well, that's that really, as well. But it's really funny. Like if, if you play the bitter well. blossom, like at a well, it, when you're bitter blossom locked, though, it's you're not funny. really winning. So it's it's just well, you're not li- really losing. You 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 would have lost faster if you didn't have it. But it's basically at a point where the other guy like has like a huge beater, and, and you have to be always like chump blocking. Yeah. Like obviously you're locked with your bitter blossom because you're always losing life. But mm-hmm. it's not like you would have had those turns if you didn't have the chump blockers. Exactly. So like it's you, just like you sometimes you have like this huge board stall where both yeah when both players have like bitter blossom going. Yeah. Like the guy oh, who played it really first funny. is... That'll be really funny. I want to see this happen. Like one guy casts Bitter Blossom on turn two and then second player like draws and then puts a land, Bitter Blossom and okay, you're going to die first. So. Well, no, the guy that played first gets uh, one extra attack. Has one fairy that is going to attack by itself. No, you don't. Yeah, because he gets... You cast, you cast it and then the, the fairy only comes during your upkeep. So you can't... Yeah, yeah, so I play Bitter Blossom, you play Bitter Blossom. My turn, I get a, a fairy. It can't my, attack yet. You know, yeah, I know, but my you get turn, a fairy. Get but then fairy. my turn, I'm going to have two fairies swing no, in. No, Mine but both fairies through. can't attack. One, only one fairy only can, one can attack. attack. So you're going to die. Like, That's true. You know? Yeah, I want to see that. I want to see that happen. Somebody, make that happen. Yeah, make a huge video. Bitter Blossom luck. Uh, Goblin Guy. Miran Crusader also came out. Yeah, oh, fair enough. That and then sucks. That goes my value for. Well, you had a cryptic command. No, 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 no. Miran Crusaders. Oh, there was well, no was, value in those yeah, initially. No value, anyway. but uh, I kept them for such. I kept them for 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 um, the feels. I can tell you that if it wasn't in the set, it was in a prime position to to spike because it is an incredible sideboard card in the current meta game. Oh, for sure. Uh, yeah. The next card. Thank goodness. Thank goodness you reprinted this. Cryptic Command. Why I've did been, we think this? Why didn't we think this was gonna be reprinted? I don't um, know. Did I don't we? know. Because it was in the original one? I don't know. Anyway, yeah. Cryptic I've Command. been I've had play sets, I've had fi- I've had more than like when the first Modern Masters came out, <laughs> I've had I had way more than a playset. And I, I just traded it away for like cards to, to complete my modern collection. Oh. Yeah. And then eventually I ended up uh, only having two copies. Man, I think I traded. That's so. I think I traded uh, one of them into a sneak attack. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I because I had. I think I have like five copies of Cryptic Command, and I traded one into a sneak attack, and then because you know my, I had one bitter blossom in my queue yeah. that spiked when it was unbanned, and I traded and that for a playset yeah. of Geists. Good. And, I, and then I traded the, the four Geists into two sneak attacks. <laughs> That's hilarious. So yeah, and then I traded the foil island from Zendikar into the fourth sneak attack. Jeez. So that's how I completed my playset. Um, yeah, I can't remember what I did with the other two cryptic commands because I definitely had five, and now I only had two, and I sold both. One of them? No, I sold one of them. The, the one in my queue is going to remain there. Oh okay. Uh, yeah, unless I get a foil one. Yeah. I don't. I don't like the players rewards one because it doesn't. Like this is the the card with the most text ever. <laughs> No, the card not with the ever, most the card with the most text ever is Bruna. 
Right, correct. Yeah, Bruna. Yeah, but this is like this is a complicated card, right? Yeah, it's, it and it's important the players know what it does. So I would never have a, a textless, textless cryptic command in my queue. No, it just says do everything, anyway. Yeah, that is true. But I definitely want I want to have this one because it's in the uh, the new like modal modal spell uh, format. Oh yeah. So I wanna, I, I think cool. I I really want to file one of this one. And the so. new border looks looks nice. Yeah, it is cool. And then uh, Andrixar, the card no one wants. No one wants to open, but it's actually very good in in limited. Yeah. It's it's quite a killer. Someone like uh, Danny was surprised this week. The lightning bolt was being reprinted, and it's and I asked him like, now. how do you expect uh, lightning bolt to not be reprinted in lightning bolt masters? <laughs> what do you mean lightning bolt masters? Well, this is lightning bolt the format. Oh, hmm. yeah, that's true. That's that's how you like you that's test creatures. You, yeah. Does it does it does live it, through bolt? Yeah. No. Well, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Is it? It has to be pretty darn darn good to survive, right? Yeah. Uh, but it's an uncommon now. Yeah, it's fine. Why? Because it's really good. No, but oh it's... man, you would never want to play this at common. Come on. Why not? Because they thought it was fair in the past, and it wasn't. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, Scion of the like Scion of the Wild going to down to common is pretty cool though because Scion of the Wild is now available for popper. Oh so man, yeah, that's elves, crazy. Yeah, that elves is, now gets a natural finisher. That is crazy. Like, uh, I don't. Uh, I play popper, and it's hard. <laughs> like just to deal with the elves, it's hard. And right. now you give elves like even more fuel. Why? That's Why cool. wizards? Just that's not cool. <laughs> It's not cool. uh, then we see profane command, which is cool that we're not seeing the full uh, command cycle either. Even yeah. though it's disappointing that we're seeing pr um, profane command. See, yeah, we don't see primal command. Where is primal command? I it think it might be still be coming because primal. I think primal and cryptic are the two that needed reprinted. Yeah, they're the, the most. ones that are actually played. Yeah. Like profane command. I agree. Like, who the hell plays profane command? And uh, it was EDH, just EDH players. No, and it was just reprinted in EDH in Commander twenty fourteen. Uh, so why would the, you this can have foil though? So I don't know. We'll see. Mm. I, I think it's a yeah, waste of a true. slot. I I definitely think it's a waste of a slot. Yeah, come on. You can have some other. You can have, uh, what's that? Black Sun Zenith, right in there. I know? think. Yeah, I I'm definitely it expecting might to see Stony Silence at rare still. Like it's a random hoser for the like it's a rare hoser for the. Uh, uh, artifact decks, deck yeah. even though it doesn't stop most of the cards because they're just <laughs> creatures no it will stop it will, it will stop, stop like a fair on, few no it will stop it will stop cranial plating and mortar pod and mortar pod but yeah. as far as we know arcbound ravager isn't in this oh uh, man I hope they reprint it because it's it is expensive, expensive yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay and the rest of the cards are commons uncommons anything that stands out multicolor cards multicolor cards horde of notions why because they had to put the progenitus card in here. This is the mm -hmm. progenitus card. It's the five color card. Fine, I'm put over it. Put progenitus in. It here. was in the last one. No, I'm over it. I don't care. Like uh. these slots, I don't even look at. Okay, let's go to the exciting ones. Niv Mizet. Niv Mizet. Yeah. Fire mine. Even though it doesn't have the the cool flavor text that the last one had. Yeah. The uh, the the math equation. Yeah. I I want a foil of this. I definitely want a foil. Yeah. This. You don't want this one though. You want the the guild packed one, right? Yeah. Uh, Ghost uh, Console of Arzova, another Guild Pack card. Fine. Mystics like these are these oh. are the uh, so these two were the uh, the EDH slots, and then one of my favorite limited limited format cards ever, oh, Mystic, man, Snake. Mystic Snake. This Mystic is Snake at rare. Like, why, every time I draft cubes, every time I draft cubes with um, 
with creatures. Uh-huh. Like, obviously, my cube doesn't have creatures. Yeah. Hence my nickname. No kidding. Uh, but, like, the first time I cubed was in London with, like, a friend of mine uh, from Switzerland who, like, he was the one, the person that introduced me to cube and, like, taught me all about it. Mm-hmm. And then introduced me to, like, the whole community and helped me initially build my cube. And he actually, like, he was the only person that supported my cube without creatures. Everyone was like, oh, man, what's the <laughs> oh, point man, of that? that's a stupid thing. Yeah, and I, I just, wanna, I just wanted to make, like, a unique format that people aren't used to because I think that's what limited is, right? Yeah. It's it, having it to deal with uncomfortable situations. And then, you know, you have to adapt. Yeah. Mystic Snake is really awesome. Mystic Snake was a card I always drafted in his cube. Yeah, no, you have to you have to take it because it's Love it. you know, it's value. You're gonna counter you're gonna counter a spell. You're gonna get a two two uh you know, you're gonna get a bear at the end of it. Yeah, my only for problem the with the card cost, Yeah, for the same cost of counter spell and bear and a bear, you get counter spell and a bear. You know but how the much bear value is that? Has flash. The bear has the, no the counter spell has flash. The bear has flash. <laughs> okay. Yeah. The counter spell is an instant, and then you get a bear, it's which cool. is a snake. I like it. I I, I don't like I it. Was, a rare. I was really happy that they. No, it has to be a rare. Come Why on. does it have to be a rare? Because people can't don't know how to like play these Why? cards. It's so good. It is good, exactly. Like just, just not everyone is worthy of the mystic snake. Uh, the mythic snake. At least they didn't make it mythic. Yeah. Uh, Shadow Mage Infiltrator Johnny Magic but he has a hood on so you can't see his face yeah uh, this used to be uncommon right yeah if I'm not wrong but it is a stupid powerful card I love that it has fear and not intimidate yes like they did not like they didn't change the text and I love that they they actually left it in there as uh, you know as fear yeah Uh, they put in the reminder text just to um, just so that you remember fear is different from intimidate uh, you have Apocalypse Hydra, which used to be a mythic. Now it's a rare. Uh, Apocalypse Hydra is actually very, very good. Um, it's a limited bomb. Yeah. Uh, Wilt Leaf Leash. Uh, I was so happy they reprinted this. Really? Yeah, because it's so expensive. Yeah, okay. It's crazy expensive. I did see... Uh, like, Yeah, this is, this is really good. I no four mana creature should be this expensive. E... No four mana creature okay. should be this yeah, expensive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I don't... The only creatures that should be crazy expensive have to cost either one or two mana or 15. <laughs> no, okay, sorry. Eight or 15. Uh, Grizzle brand. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, either zero, one, or two. Mm, okay. Grizzle, like, Emrakul is zero, right? Emrakul is zero? Yeah. Or three. Or one. It's either show and tell, sneak attack, or omniscience. <laughs> it costs zero, one, or three. Oh, man. Or two with stronghold gambit. Uh, occasionally, it costs five with through the breach. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking of the... Well, it can cost any amount. But Grizzlebrands and Emrakuls that get cast through through the breach do not deserve to be mentioned here. Mm. Uh, <laughs> carrying on. <laughs> Noblis of War. Okay, so these are like dual colored. Uh, it's colored. a dual color alert cycle, right? Yeah. Well, not really a cycle because like this is white green. With hybrid mana. Noblis, yeah. Noblis of oh, War yeah. is white red. Maybe we'll see some more though. Yeah. I I hope we do. Uh, Noblis of War, Swans of Argyle. Um, of Bryn Argyle. Ar- of Bryn Argyle. Yeah. 
Uh, Forminator Mage, man, this card was just getting way too expensive. Yeah, it was out of control. This and Noble Hierarch, I think, were the two cards that needed to be reprinted the most. Yeah. Apart from, you know, the Mythics. Just for, I mean, <coughs> just because, you know, the price was just like spiraling out of control. Yeah. Uh, and then Creekwood Leash. I think they're going to reprint all the leashes, maybe. Yeah. I hope fine. so. I hope, I hope we get the. Blue. They're very, very strong. They yeah. are very, very strong and limited. Or maybe we won't get all the leisures. We'll get um, we'll get all the the colored cycles, the the all ten of the hybrid mana symbols. Mm. Um, Sunforger. Sunforger suddenly just like hmm? Hmm? Sunforger is here because of the uh, the price tag it was getting from uh, tiny leaders. I told you, like, I was speaking to Mick earlier. I got a got my hands on a foil copy of this a while ago, and I sold it at the time for a very nice profit. It was a thousand percent profit, and it wasn't even. And I sold it. Okay, so foils are hard to sell in Portugal usually, um, but I sold it to a guy who offered me. It was a ten times than what I paid for it, so I was I was fine with it, right? Um, he he, he sold it for a small profit after that, mm-hmm. which is. Fair enough. Uh, it was a uh, I sold it to a buy list, and a little bit after that, Puka Trade came into the scene, and suddenly it was easier for people in Europe to sell cards to America or to just anywhere in the world, right? Um, oh, I found that actually the other day, um, postage from here to America, eighty cents for a Magic card. Wow, that's it's cheap, right? Yeah, that's cheap. Yeah, so cheap. this card was eighty dollars. Uh, $80 was and enough. people were buying it and people will buy it. Yeah, they, yeah, and now, yeah, well, the price tag will be crushed now. Regret! Although, yeah, it's still at a rare. Uh, people still want it and, yeah, I just hope there's enough copies so that the price at least gets pushed down to, you know, something Oh, there's something no way, reasonable. no way it's going to go back to what it was. No, it's not going to go back this to gonna what it was. It's going to get, like, actually soul-crushed. This is... <laughs> Like everyone who paid eighty dollars for Sunforger, I'm so sorry for you. Yes, I'm so so sorry. Uh, we have Edge Monstrosity, interesting card to have. Um, we have Etched Oracle. Uh, oh, Etched Oracle, so cool! I'm so unhappy that the Karoo lands, like the bounce lands, are um, uncommon. Oh, because yeah. this is the, the one with Sunburst, right? And then yeah, yeah, sacrifices yeah, yeah. draw four cards, like. My um, I had a a chaos draft that I played with Mother Masters one. Mm-hmm. So me and my friends in London, like we uh, we bought a bunch of Mother Masters bo- uh, displays. Like we got them like super cheap at the time, mm-hmm. and we sold like all of the rares after and stuff. But there was one we we got a couple of displays and we had a two headed giant uh, Mother Masters draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, and this sounds fishy. No, it was awesome. So there was like two dark confidence in the pool. Uh, there there were. Uh, we got a foil um Vidalkin shackles. Like the, the the card pool we opened across like all of the the whole draft was insane. We 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 drift we drafted the rares at the end. So everyone was walked out happy. Mm. Um and my deck and my friend's deck, we were both on five colors. Uh wow. So we so you were playing the sun. We were both playing sunburst okay, with, with just so each of us had two main colors and then we had all of the vivid lens oh yeah okay and so i was on like more of the value deck because i was playing all the mold drifters and ewits and stuff mm-hmm. whereas he was on like the sort of more big creatures sort of thing 
because you have all the planes like the the, the basic land cycling cycles uh, cycling yeah, yeah, cars yeah. as well so it was easy to like get all the colors he was more uh, he had like all the paths and removal and stuff whereas i just had like the raw card draw and value stuff um yeah this is the first, my favorite archetype and etched oracle was like a big big card in that so was the uh, the the manta oh, the sky reach manta but the problem is that the the dual lands are um, uncommon here so yeah it's gonna be a bit tough to to pull that off and yeah edge oracle which uh, edge champion looks so good okay so uh yeah that's that's the spoiler so far we'll go through more uh as the weeks come uh but right now we're going to um we're gonna jump to the topic of the week or at least like what we want to talk about and um uh we did we did say at the beginning of the show we're going to talk about how to manage your cards or how to manage your collection uh and the reason why we're talking about this is because recently or like just just this week or the past week I've been trying to rearrange my cards I'm I'm preempting how I'm going to go back to Singapore okay and I need to mail the cards back I I at least I would like to mail the cards back Okay. So, you know, I started, you know, I'm I'm starting to rearrange it. I'm done with two sets now. I'm done with uh Fate Reforged and uh Dragons because they just came out. I have the least number of cards of those. Mm-hmm. And then now I'm going to go through that that crazy bulk which is cans of Take. Uh so uh yeah, you know, we want to go through some ideas of how people actually manage their card collection, which is which is pretty interesting, I think. Uh, so where was that article I was reading? Uh, so if you're like me, okay, so there's I think there's two types of there's two types of collectors. Yeah, people yeah. who organize cards and people who people don't. People who don't. Uh, no, there's there are the I guess the people who play, and the people who collect sell. Yeah, sell and collect. Actually, I I would lump sell and collect in the same category okay. no I wouldn't no okay so there's three people uh, I wouldn't lump the sell and collect together sell well ob- obviously if you're a store and you want to sell like you need an inventory and you need I see you I know, see a I see lot of a lot of you need bulk and you need like inventory and you need space so we're, we're gonna stay away from that we'll, so you mean speculators players and collectors yeah speculators players and collectors so uh, speculators obviously are people who collect cards, uh, and they will, you know, they'll collect cards that they that are low in value right now, and they'll sell it when they're high. Uh, they don't generally, they generally don't uh, keep stock like the like the stores do. Even the stores do speculation, you know, but you know, yeah, but the, they, the volume, stores usually have like their volume is extremely yeah, they high. buy uh, lower, they buy low and sell high, right? Yeah, they have a buy list. Uh, what's the other thing? Okay, so and then you have players, players who are I guess the average Joe, where you the average Magic player, you know, when you draft or you you open packs, and then you're probably gonna dump them in a box. Uh, and then you have the collectors. Collectors, I think, are very specific about how they collect their cards. Uh, so let's go through you know some some um, methods in which we found people do organize their cards uh so one 
you know, there was a handy checklist that I found, which is, um, you know, how do you want to organize your cards? And you should be asking yourself two questions. Okay, what do you want from your collection? And how many cards do you own? Okay, so, uh, you know, what do you, want, what do you want from your collection is, you know, we're talking about uh, the, the type of player, I guess the type of player that you are. Um, if your collection exists simply to collect an entire set of cards, then you know you you want to collect them as a set, uh, obviously. Um, uh, otherwise, you know, if you're generally if you're a player, so collectors tend to do that. They want you know four of you know their playset of all the commons, playsets of all the uncommons, uh, you know playsets of the rares, and basically put them in binders. And recently, you went to you went to um, Where's that? Seville? Was it Seville? Madrid. Uh Madrid. Uh and you bought the you bought the the four by three binder, right? Oh no, that was I bought that in uh Portugal Trofa. Oh, okay. I was so judging a PPTQ recently and I had the opportunity to purchase the uh the quad row binder Man, that's so from, good. Uh, from Ultra Guard, Guard right? Uh is it Ultra Guard? Yeah, it might be. Isn't it? I don't know. I, yeah, I think it maybe some off that brand, sounds familiar. Off brand, brand. Oh, it's the new, like they're really good. They have like some really cool products. They have like a like incredible value uh, cube boxes and stuff. Yeah, I like. Uh, here's the thing. Ultimate Guard is the name. Ultimate Guard, right, right. Not Ultra Guard. Uh, they, much, they, like, Ultra Pro. like the quality isn't insane, especially on sleeves and deck boxes. Uh huh. But with storage, like binders and box and uh, like large boxes, mm-hmm. they are really good. Okay, really so, good value as well. So stuff like that. I mean, like if you have that that kind of binder, uh, you know, you can use it for well. You, you that know, binder you can use is it for a lot of things. I think that binder is has a very specific purpose, and it has a very specific like it has a very particular target audience. Well, yeah, okay. The so quad row is for playsets. Playsets, you know, specifically for playsets, commons and commons rares, whatever. Right. Like so you want that to is keep your lands. someone who is aiming to have a playing inventory this is not someone who will collect the cards for having them because collectors they usually collectors would have but collectors either get one of each or they get like all the different languages or they get like a foil and a non-foil so i think the playset is for playing for sure yeah Yeah, so i think that binder specifically is targeted at players Mm. and Obviously, it can also be for someone who just ha- wants to boast, you know. Hey, I've got this. You know, you know, I have the playsets. I have all the playsets. Look sets. at the lens. But for I me, for me, it will be a way to organize all of my staples. Yeah. Okay. I'll so, have a binder with just my lands. I have a binder. Ideally, I want to have a binder for lands, a binder for instance creatures. You know, that's what I want to have. Like a bunch yeah. of binders with all the playsets. Yeah, okay. So for okay, so just to clarify like we and we were discussing this before the show. You're more of uh I guess you're more of a speculator when you Out of when the it comes three to... profiles at the moment, yes. And then for... just because I'm mostly interested in limited at the moment. Mm. Um so that's you don't you know as you as you get stuff it yeah exactly goes into the binder or it goes into the um, box, right so at the box. moment i'm i've always been like in the past two three years i've since i restarted playing i'm mostly interested in building up my collection mm. so what i usually tend tend to do is i speculate on standard cards and i sell those and slowly acquire my legacy and modern staples 
Yeah, but those go into like a you know those go into a nice binder. And I see you like literally rearrange everything. Yeah, just so, so that hate I'm a little bit OCD. So my <laughs> my play sets are so all of my all of my all of the important cards in my collection. Even though technically my whole collection is in alphabetical order. So the way it works, they're sort of in alphabetical order. They're sort of. Okay, so the way it works is if they're common or uh, or uncommon that doesn't see play in any deck, that's just like from out of the set, mm-hmm. they will be sorted by color, and then inside each each of the colors, regardless of the set, they will be in alphabetical order. So I have okay. a box for white cards, blue cards, green cards, so forth and so on, and then multicolor cards in a separate box, artifacts separate box, lands separate box. Okay. So that's how I sort commons and uncommons that don't see play in. Um, in any like in any case, reasonably just, playable decks. No, but you just keep them because yeah, I keep know. them anyway. Yeah, like you don't know what's gonna happen in the future, and it's just a collection. Like I play Magic, I enjoy having the collection. Yeah, who knows? A rushing cleric might be some crazy, crazy good card. In Maybe, the and even if it isn't, like I don't. <laughs> I keep them in case I want to play them in the future, not in case I want to sell them. Yeah, and those because I just keep a playset. If I wanted to sell them, I'd keep an extra playset. For example, like Monastery Swift Spears, I'm keeping extras yeah, I, because I, I see it having an impact in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, for the playable cards, it being in Modern, Legacy, EDH, uh, so I, those particular cards, like the, the money cards, I put in a perfect fit and then I put into one of my... Uh, Binders. Like yeah, but the good, good the, the good quality binders. Oh. If they're bulk, so the bulk rares, if they're like cheap rares, I put them into like, a you know, the, box, the cheap. Yeah. Well, either a deck box or the cheap Ultra Pro binders that I have lying around. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I have like the good Ultra Pro binders, and now I have the quad row. That's where my play sets and like playable cards, m- money cards go. And then obviously, my most expensive cards uh, go to my cube. Yeah, because, you know, you just want your most expensive cards in the hands of other people. Uh, okay, so yeah. so here's the thing. Like, what do you want from your collection? That's important because, uh, yeah, like Nuno said, um, every, you know, if you're a player, you want play sets of stuff. Right. Uh, whether it be standard, whether it be modern, uh, whether it be legacy. Okay, maybe legacy vintage. Well, vintage, you can only have like one of each power, so... Yeah, but it's different for the power and it's different for the other card. Yeah, right? I mean, those those really you keep locked Everything up Everything that vault. isn't restricted... Or even some of the cards that are restricted, like if you there's a reasonable want, yeah. chance that it might be un- unrestricted, restricted, that's you want to have the playset. But yeah. uh, anyway, if you have a playset, uh, you know you you want to keep them together. Uh, having having a binder like that, like the quadro, or having like one of those small. Uh, for me, I use for my playsets. I use a the small, two by two. Yeah, the two by two, and that's really nice. But um, I'm you know I'm running out of space. Like right. I I see it and. Yeah, which leads on to the next part. Like, how many cards do you own? And if you're, you know, if you're a long-time Magic player, uh, you're definitely going to have a lot of cards. Yeah. Uh, if you, you know... Recently, I was using the uh, Fat Pack boxes and the Holiday Gift boxes. To keep... But I, I outgrew those easily with this block. Man, yeah, you've got to... Like, Theros block been... was already pretty tough on, on those. Like, I <laughs> filled up everything with... Because I, I, I was drafting a lot with of Theros, and uh, I was slow on Return to Ravnica block, definitely grew on Theros, and then this one I've been drafting a whole lot more. Yeah, I would love... That. Here's the thing, like, 
I would love to have more space. Uh, you know, the boxes are the boxes are kind of enough. Like right now, I've sorted out um, basically all the comments and uncommons in the two sets that I'm done. It doesn't take up a full booster box. Like the width of a booster box, I, okay. I put them. See, I up. have the booster boxes, but I. I tend to think that they're a bit too fragile. Yeah, that's so. What I have at the moment are those uh, holiday boxes. No, I have the like the huge ones that um, the stars four use. rows. The ones that they like, have five rows. Oh, five rows, which and is then convenient you can just because five colors. Right, but then you have multicolored. Yeah, so the multicolored uh, and artifacts I'm keeping in the fat pack and holiday gift box. Mm. So I think what will end up happening is the multicolored and the lens will go in the holiday gift box and the artifacts will go in the fat pack boxes. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. I think that's how it's going to work out in the end. So you saw it, okay, so you saw it strictly by color, right? And then alphabetical. In and the then thing. alphabetical. Okay, so, so my system allows me to f- quickly find a card that I want in my collection. Mm. Okay. So because but you need because to know that's I want, the thing, like you need to know what the card is, which is I right, mean, right. which is yeah. So which is basically, reasonable. the way I organize it is, if in the future I want a card for a deck, I can easily, like very easily, find it. Mm-hmm. If I want to lend it to someone, if I want to put it in my deck, sleeve it up, easily mm-hmm. find it. Okay. Um, for the obviously the, like the the obviously playable cards, so like the money cards, I will know where where they are immediately. Like if I have them or not because they're in the, in my binders and I I know what's in my binders, but like these thousands and thousands of commons and uncommons, I'll have to check. But I will easily be able to find out whether I have it or not. Yeah. So okay, so that's actually a pretty good idea. I like the I like the fact that you know you have like if you have that many cards uh, and it fits into you know that. You know that size, that that does hold. I don't know how many cards does each line hold. You know, I would say around two thousand. Two thousand cards each line. I would. Oh, no, 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 like, no. I think it's a little bit more than that because I think it goes up. I think it definitely takes more than ten thousand cards. Okay, man, that's a lot. Because a holiday gift box takes up to two thousand cards. Yeah. And yeah. Maybe maybe it doesn't get to to two thousand a row. I don't know. Hmm. I'm so and. The way I'm going to um, use it is I'm going to buy multiples of those boxes in the future as my collection grows. Mm, that's, a, that's a good idea. I, I you know, I, I'm definitely... And then I'm going to label... I think I'm going to label... I'm going to keep the boxes like one color per row. And then what I'm going to do, I'm, I'm going to label the boxes with intervals of letters. Like A to A to M, A to M, and then uh, sorry, A to M, and then N to, to Z. Z. Yeah. yeah. Uh, then we have okay. So in this article is really cute. This guy has uh, basically he shows you how he organizes stuff, uh, which he has this like old timey card drawer thing yeah huge cabinet right uh, you know from ghostbusters uh did you watch the movie yeah yeah you know the opening scene where they're in the library and yeah, then yeah, all the yeah, cards like... are coming out yeah this is this is the shelf uh and he yeah, puts... this is an archive for like those uh membership cards in libraries right oh no not membership cards the um the the dewey decimal system cards yeah, yeah, yeah. man those are old school and i i love the fact that he's gotten a, a hole of one of them 
And it's got tons of drawers. Like how many? One, two, three, four, five. So one, two, three, four, five, five, five six, six, 30. 30, 60 drawers. Basically 60 drawers and they're all full of cards. Uh, sorted by color, sorted by... Um, uh, yeah, it's basically I think he has them by expansion, right? Uh, yeah, okay. So here's the thing. Like what most people will do and here's something that most uh, websites do recommend that uh, I've gone through. Um, at least sort it by color. Okay, so at least sort it by expansion. Uh, and if you can, sort it by color. Uh, the, the main reason for this is because when you start selling off things... Uh, if you if you happen to sell off your magic collection, like you want to know uh, what's you know people who buy want to know what sets you have, uh, and because they they roughly know like what's valuable in each set. Those people who do buy collections, they roughly know like what's uh, what's good in this set and what's uh, what's relatively good in this set. Right. Because you might miss you might miss some rares, you might miss some uncommons that are actually worth some money. So it helps people to evaluate. Uh, which is what I'm doing right now. I'm splitting it by block by color, which I think, or by set yeah. by color, which is my going to be a bit. Tough I made my decision when I started organizing the cards, and I I chose a method of organizing the cards that would allow me to easily find cards that I wanted to play with mm. instead or just of easily find cards in general. Yeah, because they are it's not order, it's yeah. not easy to sell them off to a buy list. But then it's just common and like bulk commons and uncommons that get sold by uh, for a, like a fixed rate. Yeah, but for you, you keep track of what is what is still bulk commons and uncommons. Like for right, the if rest, they're I mean, if they're the money common, yeah. if they're money commons or uncommons, they go into my binders. Yeah, I they mean, but for the rest of us, we don't we don't really you know keep track of all these things. Maybe you do. Uh, you know, sometimes I don't because. You know, it just happens. Yeah, yeah. Like, I'm sure I have like commons and uncommons, like celestial purges and all those. Like those yeah. are in, those are in my boxes that are not in my binders. Mm. But, like, but you know, that's the thing. Like the way you've organized it, you know exactly where they are. They're, they're yeah, white yeah, exactly. and you know under C. So that's you know that's a few ways in which you can organize. Uh, I found that Converse. I love Converse shoes because the boxes fit exactly two rows of cards. Hmm, fair enough standing up and like it fits perfectly you know there's no like wiggle room so when you close it it doesn't like shift around it's nice i don't like that the cards touch like side to side though why I'd because l- i'd rather have a, a divider down a the physical center. divider yeah why because I, I just don't like the cards like okay. going there's against a, each there's other. a little gap so i guess you can put a piece of paper but it's nothing nothing too thick uh Converse shoe boxes are awesome. Shoe boxes in general are really good. Um, another way you can keep keep cards um, if you have a sewing uh, sewing boxes. Sewing boxes are actually very good. Um, like sewing trays, or you can de- just DIY your own. Like yeah. it's it's really good. Um, uh, so yeah, depending so. You, you got to go back and ask yourself the same question. Like, what type of collector are you? Do you collect stuff? Do you just want one-offs? Do you want uh, play sets of things? Are you a speculator? Do you think 
uh, certain comments and comments are going to be really valuable in the future. Are for those, like, for that? speculators, you definitely want boxes. You don't want binders because you want to be on 20, 30 copies of the same card. Exactly. You want boxes and you want online inventory as well. Maybe, I guess, as a, as a player, if you're not a speculator... Uh, it's also good to have an online inventory and you know there's a lot of places where you can get uh, online inventory magic assistant you can go to uh, MTG, MTG price. price MTG price I think is one of the best ways it's to... the best free resource yeah it is the best free resource the best resource I think is MTG Echo which one is Echo? Uh, it's like a new platform but the problem with that is it's only free up to 150 cards ah man 150 is it's not even enough for my cube so that's for like trading stuff Uh, but yeah MTG price like runs we are not sponsored by MTG price in any way not yet uh, (laughs) wink wink uh so yeah, there's there's a lot of ways for you to organize I think the you know the take home is you know you have to you have to understand what you want so just for myself you know i keep uh right now i'm just going to discard all the other comments and comments i just want play sets uh some of the uncommons of course i want to keep like more i want to keep more murderous cuts i want to keep more monastery spears uh you know more the only ones that are worth keeping are if you're like copies you'd be speculating on yeah and for that what i suggest is i keep all i keep all the uncommons i don't don't fair enough i i i only keep play sets and i give everything away except if it's something that i think will go to like remand prices (laughs) Um, what i do with those is um something i picked up like on i think Someone mentioned it. Oh, yeah. It was one of the guys that writes for Brainstorm Brewery, not one of the guys on the podcast. Oh, okay. So what you should do is you should have a spec box. Oh, uh, okay. You, you should have a card where you put all your specs in. Um, and once... Well, you where it's a, It can be a very big box because you have to know what's in there because you need to be ready to sell if it comes up. Mm. Um, and unfortunately, like the only problem with this is that it becomes not only a spec box, it sometimes becomes a box of shame. <laughs> no, it's okay. fine. I think it's But the fine. the the advantage with having your specs in a box instead of a binder like no one like if if you spec on a card and you buy 30 40 copies like if you go pretty deep on it mm-hmm. and then you show up at the store like oh I want to sell this card that I specced on like and you open up a binder you just have like 40 copies no one's going to nobody's going to No one's going to give yeah. you like real money for it, right? Because mm-hmm. they're going to like oh this douchebag so like bought them all for 1 euro and now he's going to try and sell them for like <laughs> a million like be smart about it yeah exactly like don't be smug about your specs yeah like i obviously like these days i boast about my like i i tell people oh yeah i bought really cheap in on like rabble master and stuff yeah but But you only carry around like like, i I cashed out on that yeah exactly like when you advertise say like you have a playset or like or search for people that are looking for the card and say i have the card i'll sell it to you yeah like Don't 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 just go around like with a binder with 30 Dragon Lord Ojutais. The like most, okay, so the most 50. you want in a binder, uh, you know, when you're selling is nine. I think any more than that is just a bit extravagant. I wouldn't, I wouldn't even go as far as nine. Like, really? I keep them in my box, like, and if anyone asks me, like, yeah, I got I'll some. say, yeah, I have, I have, I have it for trade. Right. I have a place head for trade. Mm. Do you want it? Like, that's fine. Or for sale or whatever. But, yeah, I definitely suggest having them in a box. So, so right now, all my all the standard cards I have for for trade, I have in a box. 
Mm-hmm. And at the moment, I let people just look through them because I don't have any, I, I didn't go very deep on any of them. Mm. Uh, but yeah, like when I go, when I went in on like a few cards that I bought in, like quite a lot of copies, I'll just go to people who are interested in the particular card and say, I have this for sale rather than showing up with like 50 like, copies of Death Miss Raptor. Copies, yeah. Like at the moment, like I'm sure like a lot of people specced on Death Miss Raptor. Oh yeah. And they want to get off, like oh, they want to sell their copies. Now, yeah. uh, like if anyone showed up at the store with 50 copies, like would he be taken seriously really? <laughs> no, right? They're going to try to undercut you. Anyway, yeah. So like they know you've smart, made your yeah. profit. Like if you wanna, if you wanna, like, yeah, just, just don't be smart about yeah, it. Yeah, no one likes don't. it if you brag about your spec. Yeah. Uh, okay, so yeah, so that's that's a few that's a few ways that you can keep your cards. Uh, a spec box is actually quite interesting. I have something that's similar to a spec box, but it's not a spec box. It's just like cards that I really want to play with. At the moment, I have, I have a, sp- I have my specs in a binder. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna you move them to a box once I empty all of my fat pack boxes. I'm gonna have a full fat pack box that I keep just for specs. Oh, uh, okay. I recommend you sleeve them. Why? Near mint cards are much easier to sell. Don't take risks. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do they fit in the fat pack box with the sleeves? Yes. Oh yeah yeah, yeah. okay yeah, yeah I used to have uh, I used to carry my decks around a fat pack box. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. Uh okay so well yeah I guess that's that's a few ways uh and you can go check out yourself like how you can how you would like to um uh organize your set you know everybody's got their own way um you know but at least at least organize it by color or organize it by yeah preferably uh, be, you should probably go by best. set if you're thinking that some at some point in the future you'll sell off your collection, yeah, like that's that's what the the buyers want. Go for color if you if you just want you know easy access to your cards, yeah. uh, color and alphabetical order. I know it will take a long time, uh, you know. Yeah, but, there's but some effort. It, yeah, once you do it and get you know get into the rhythm of it, then it's it's really easy. When you take cards back from the shop. Uh, you know, you you're just going to you know you're just gonna slot it to wherever you wherever you need. Yeah. Uh, just an extra pointer on like selling cards because you you brought it up like selling mm-hmm. your collection. I've recently like every day like when I start my day at the the computer and I look through my emails. Afterwards, I go on like this uh, website where you can buy like like people can sell their old cards and stuff. Uh-huh. Uh, it's called OLX. I don't know if you know. It's like Gumtree basically. Oh, I don't know. It's O-L-X? basically Gumtree. Okay. Uh but basically I go on there and I check if like anyone's selling some cool collections and l- I think in Portugal, well, one thing people need to understand is if you're selling off your collection, like your your whole collection, people will not give you the individual price on every card. Yeah, of course. Like this this never happens. <laughs> they will especially not give you the full price on every card that you pull the price from a a singles retailer. Oh, yeah, it's not just taking sure. it from Magic Car Market, which is a peer-to-peer um, sales website. Like a lot of the cards that I see, they go to Magic Tuga or Drawstep S- or like or one SCG, of the other websites. Yeah. yeah, or SCG or Channel Fireball, exactly. And they see the individual price on Commons and Uncommons specifically, 
and they add right. up and wow. that usually scales like very fast if you're taking like 10 cents per comment and even the comments so are- yeah usually you should what you should do is you should find out the rates for selling uh, like a thousand comments or 500 comments like these rates are well known they're publicized mm. prices for bulk rares the same you're not gonna like no one's gonna pay you one euro per rare that you have at home uh, so what i'd suggest if if you're trying to sell your collection uh list your rares like everyone's in- interested in listing like seeing a list of rares mm-hmm. and then sell commons and uncommons at a reasonable rate like sell by the the hundreds um and people like that's a an easy way to guarantee your collection is sold it's not asking like 50 euros for 200 cards you have at home like no one's gonna buy unlisted cards yeah like, that's no true. one's gonna pay upwards of five euros or 10 euros for unlisted cards so if you ever think of selling your collection list uh highlights give a full list of all your rares preferably by edition in that point in that case because yeah. people will be it's easier it is easier to notice like per like what you edition, want what, what you want, want exactly block or edition everything else yeah. commons and commons sell them as a a, a bundle yeah. that is the way to to do it okay. so yeah that's on top of on top of organizing your collection so um yeah, i guess that's the that's the episode for this week uh, thank you for listening in all the way up to this point. I know we ran a bit long, Actually, but it was we ran worth it. A long, a lot long. Uh, I hate. I really hate spoiler season. That's why I hate spoiler yeah, season. We get so caught up talking about oh man, the Amraku. I thought oh, man, I thought the episodes we we do by ourselves like go shorter, but it yeah, is so yeah, not the case. You see, that's that's why I told Nuno at the beginning of the show. Like, yeah, I I declared it. Let's make this a short episode. Nope. Uh, okay, so this was the Power Nine Podcast. Remember, you can find us powernipodcast.com. Um, you can find us at mtgcast.com and uh, iTunes. Stitcher, iTunes. Um, where else can you find us? On Facebook. Us. Facebook. Facebook.com slash Power Nine Podcast. Uh, at Power Nine Podcast. And uh, you can find Nuno. Nuno, you have not, we have not figured out a new... Uh, a new handle for me on Twitter. Yeah, but yeah, so, for now, Nuno underscore... Uh, Cunha92 that's my current handle if you have any suggestions for Nuno uh, please send it to us Uh, drop us a mail or a mail at power9podcast at gmail.com yeah or Uh, if you just want to find out more about organizing collections selling collections like some specs some specs Mick and I have like just send them our way like mixed handles hilarious at the asian judge exactly like yeah. definitely send us some feedback we we love replying to any questions you might have and yeah send us some challenges like <laughs> you know uh so next week next week i hope to well we've got we hope to do a special show next week so we'll talk about it next time all right uh so for myself and nuno uh, thank you for listening and we're signing off. Bye bye guys. Ciao.